Blessed are you who are downhearted, tired and weary, and in need of something more. Blessed are you who have had a tough year or season, perhaps filled with ups and downs, sorrow and sadness, misery and mistakes. You are not alone. Blessed are you whose dreams have been interrupted, stomped on, or perhaps just taking too long. There is a new thing right around the corner. Blessed are you who don't know what to believe or why you are here today. But despite that, you keep pushing forward. Blessed are you who are walking through seasons of prosperity and joy, celebration and hope. For you have found something truly worthy of sharing. You see, sometimes life is just hard. But blessed are those who seek the Lord in the midst of that darkness. For there is hope, real, tangible hope, found in Him. So today, may you be reminded that you were created on purpose and for a purpose. May you know that God has big plans for you, plans to prosper you, and not to harm you. May you walk in truth and light, so that no matter where you go, you will have a light onto your path. May you find rest, free from anxiety, and may His love, which is never ending, and His grace, which is never failing, follow you wherever you may go. For He has come to make all things new. Amen. Can you stand up and give the Lord a hand this morning? Welcome to Calvary. Hallelujah. Just turn around at your neighbor and say, "I'm so glad to see you." Praise the Lord this morning.
name today. Hallelujah. You know, going into this next year, I believe that we can believe for greater things in Christ Jesus. How many wants to be more like Jesus? How many wants to feel his presence more in your spirit this year? Amen. Hallelujah. How many want to see the things that the devil has tried to kill, the devil has tried to steal from you? Come back to life. Okay, Tina, she's ready for it. How many's ready to see the things that the devil has tried to steal and kill and take away from you to come back into your life this morning? Amen. This year.
that has really been on my heart lately. You know what? I think a new theme for this year, can you say this with me? I will trust in God. I will trust in God. You know, you can serve the Lord all your life and love him and be in church all your life and still struggle with trusting in God. Do you realize that, church? I'm not just talking about your salvation. I'm talking about trusting him from day to day. Do you realize what I'm saying, church? We can trust our King, our risen Savior. I've got some scriptures before we sing this song that we're going to we're going to read together, and I've asked them to put them on. This is a little bit different, but I want us to sing these together because, you know what, when we cry out to the Lord, I want to encourage you this morning that your, your cries have awoken the Master. He hears you when you cry, church. Don't let the devil lie to you and tell you that God doesn't hear you, that he won't answer. Let's read these scriptures together. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul will make its boast in the Lord. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord and he answered me and delivered me from all of my fears. This poor man cried and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all of his troubles. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him and he rescues them. The eyes of the Lord are toward the righteous and the ears of the Lord are open to their cries. The righteous cry and the Lord hears and delivers them out of their troubles. He delivers them out of how many? all of their troubles this morning church when we trust him he will not fail us hallelujah lord help us to trust you today more than ever before
Bible says that we are to trust in the Lord. Say with all my heart. Not some. The Lord is crying out for us to trust Him this year with all of our heart and not to lean on our own understanding. But in all of your ways, acknowledge Him and He shall what? Direct your paths. Thank God that we have a faithful God a loving God who will direct us if we just put all of our trust in Him. We can't trust the government. We can't trust the world. But one thing we can put our faith in is the one who will say, I will never, never fail you. He said, I'll never leave you. Neither will I ever forsake you. But Jesus made this promise that in all this turmoil and all this hardships and difficult times we're going through, He said, I'll be with you. He'll be with us even to the end. And I was just thinking as I was looking at this verse this morning, you know God knows everything that you're going through. And a lot of us are facing some very difficult times right now. Decisions that's going to have to be made but I felt what the Lord telling me this morning was put all of your trust in me he has our tomorrow he has our future and God has a perfect plan already laid out I feel like if the future feels uncertain to you right now and to some of us it may like the Lord's saying to someone you know God I just don't know what my future really holds because I'm facing something in my life it's very difficult it's very trying but I can just sense the Lord saying to this person right now you just keep on occupying you just keep pressing you just keep moving because I'm going to see you through this God's going to see you through this. I don't know who needs to speak that, that to this morning, but I'm just not doing that just to be speaking up here. I feel like God was wanting someone to know that. God has got your back. And He's going to be faithful. He's going to see you through your difficult circumstances that you're going through. Thank you, Lord, for your faithfulness. Tonight, today actually, right now, we are entering into our seven days of prayer and fasting. How many are excited about that? Hallelujah. You know, some people don't get excited in the flesh, but think about what you're doing now when you're doing a, this corporate prayer and fasting. That means we are coming together, and the Bible says there's a lot of things that will not be answered unless it comes through prayer and fasting so let's take this as a corporate together that we do this together because i'm telling you that when you do things in unity and you do it in humbleness before god through prayer and fasting there can be so many breakthroughs that we're going to see church yeah. we're going to see our children saved we're going to yeah. see our grandchildren saved we're going to see revival come to the church yeah. We're going to see God do signs and wonders and miracles like we've never Man. seen before. 
We're going to see people being healed and delivered and set free. I'm believing that through this time of prayer and fasting. Are you? And if you're going to do that, let's do it together and let's then expect. God says, you know, come in with expectation that during this prayer and time of fasting, we're going to see God do the miraculous like we've never seen before. I believe that with all of my heart. And we're going to celebrate that coming in this evening at 6 o'clock. Say 6 o'clock. We are coming together for a corporate prayer. And we're also going to come together in worship at 6. So be here tonight for that. And believing that that's just going to be a great kickoff to what God really has in store for us this coming week. Isn't it so good to see Sister Hilda with us this morning? The pastor's mom, look at her. She looks great. We are so thankful that she is, she's been through a trying time. She's been through a difficult time, but God has been faithful and he's brought her here with us this morning. I thank God for Sister Hilda. She does have a card here that she'd like for me to read. It is a thank you card to the church uh, for your thoughtfulness is a gift that I will always treasure to my church family. Thank you so much for all your prayers phone calls and cards it has meant so much to me so good to be back with you this morning god bless love and hugs sister hilda let's give her a hand this morning we love her and she is a faithful woman of god and we are so thankful and blessed to have her we're also blessed and so thankful to have a pastor she raised a great son didn't she huh God-fearing pastor who loves the Lord, loves this church, believing for this community, and we are blessed to have our pastor. Let's keep him in our prayers as he comes forth to bring us the Word of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's give the Lord another hand this morning. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you, uh, Pastor Steve, for that Word. I know you heard from the Lord on that Word that you gave this morning. God is going to take care of us. Amen? No matter what we're facing, God is going to see us. God is going to see us uh, see us through. Amen? Uh, how many of you men are... Let me start it off like this. We're going to talk about first things first. But uh, how many men are like me when uh, your, kids were, your kids were smaller? That at, either at Christmas time, birthday time... Uh, that you would buy them, you would buy them toys, and you would get the toys home, and you'd have to do something to put it together, and you decided that you didn't need the instruction. You would like just talk. Come on, man, help me out here. You just kind of toss the instructions. I know how to, I know how uh, uh, to, to to do it. Especially if it's a bicycle, how hard can it be to put the chain on, or how hard can it be to put the training uh, wheels on? You just kind of throw the instructions out the uh, out the uh, out the door, or you get something on Amazon, and you know right off well, this doesn't look hard. I can put it all together. And but at the end of the bicycle and the Amazon and whatever toy you were trying to put together, you found out that later you had to get the instructions. Uh, to help you put it together that if you would have just read the instructions first, if you'd have just read the instructions first, it would have been a lot what? 
it would have been a lot, a uh, lot easier. That's what we're going to talk about this morning is putting first things first. First things first. God promises to bless us when our life is in order. Let's say that together. God promises to bless us when our life is in order. Uh, God wants to move through us, bless us, bring miracles in our life, uh, take us to a higher level when we put God first. The principle of first is how the Bible puts it. Putting things that God has told us to put first in our life so God can bless us after that. So I put just a few things down that I feel like at the first of the year that you and I need to put first things first in our life. And let me slow down just a little bit. That if we'll put those things first in our life, that God will bless the rest of the year of our life. And the first one I wrote down is we need to seek God first every day of our day. God has to be, we have to seek God first, not after we get up and have two or three cups of coffee and we decide to watch the news and uh, decide to get on Facebook or YouTube or read the paper first, I feel like the very first thing that we should do uh, of our day is to seek God first. King David put it like this in Psalms chapter 63 in verse, uh, verse 1 in writing, following the principle of first, Oh God! He says, Oh God, you are my God. See how personal that is? Oh God, you are my God. And he says, Early, I'm gonna, early, I'm gonna make a point to seek you early. Why? Because God, I trust you and you are mine and I am yours. And the first thing that I'm gonna do in the morning is I am gonna seek you first, God. King David's heart was to take a hold of God the first thing in the morning. David had a covenant with God that if I put God first, and if you read the Psalms all out through the Psalms, he says this, God's my, God's my defense. When the enemy comes up against me, God is my defense. And then he says, God is my delight. Nothing else delights my heart anymore. King David said, then the Lord. And he says, God is my protector. God's got my back. God's got my side. God's got my front. God is my protector. And then King David said, He's my healer. When the doctor gives me bad news, King David says, He's my, he's my healer. And all through the book of Psalms, as you gaze through the book of Psalms and walk through the book of Psalms and study the book of Psalms, you'll see over and over the healing hand of Almighty God on David's, David's life. And then all through the Psalms, he says, God is my way maker. When everything seems like there is no way. Now, somebody needs to hear this this morning. When, when you're, uh, you're backed up against the wall and you don't know what to do, and everything else is uh, like the woman in the New Testament. She spent all she had on doctors. She spent all she had, but she got to the feet of Jesus. She said, if I could just touch the hem of His garment. She had nothing else left but... Jesus was her way maker. 
Well, there was no way. King David said, he's my way maker. And then David said, he's my strong tower. When it seems like I'm weak, Pastor John, he is strong. So that's why David started off every morning with, Oh God, early will I seek You. And then Matthew chapter 6, verse 33 says this, But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness and all of these things will be added unto you. Psalm chapter 5, verse 3 says, You hear my voice in the morning, Lord. At sunrise, I offer my prayer. I offer my supplication. I offer my hurting heart. I offer my children, my grandchildren, what's going off and on in my life, God. Early in the morning, I seek You. Early in the morning, I pray. Early in the morning, I get before Your face, oh God. And then it says, I offer my prayer. And He says, you know what, Lord? You answer my prayer. Can you say amen? You answer my, you answer my prayer. The first thing that I feel like that we need to put first is the first of the week, I'm going to the house of God to worship. I don't know about you this morning, but I needed this morning. I needed worship. I had a kind of a crazy week this week, and I needed to get together with the family of God. And that's something that we're going to do more of this year. We're going to, we're going to be calling ourselves family, and we're going to love on each other, and we're going to care for each other, and we don't care what's going on in each other's life, or, or, or we're going to just love on each other and pray for each other. Why? Because we truly do need each other. We truly do need each other in the time and life and seasons that everybody's going through. I've never seen so much hurt in my life. And church, we need each other. It says, early in the morning, I'm going to seek you. And number two, the first of the week, I'm going to go to church and worship together. Acts chapter 20 verse 7 says it like this. On the first day of the week, we gather with local believers to share in the Lord's Supper to worship together. Why? Because that was the birth of the church. When you see people that are devoted to the house of God, God acts upon that. Acts chapter 2 and verse 42 says this. They were continually devoting themselves to the house of worship, breaking bread, breaking, excuse me, bread together in prayer. Verse 46 says, day by day, continually with one in mind in the temple. Listen what it says. Signs, wonders, salvation, healings happen in the temple, in the house of God. Why? Because they devoted their self of coming together. And I believe this year, the more we come together and pray, the more we come together and fast, the more we come together to love on each other, uh, the more we come together in the presence of God in worship, we're going to see healing. We're going to see deliverance. We're going to see salvations. We're going to see baptisms. Why? Because it's a big deal to God. It's a big deal to God if you put Him first on the first of the week. Well, you know, God really don't care. I'll just stay home and watch TV. Well, if you're not able to come to church for some unknown reason, I understand that. But if you're able to come to church, we should be in the house of God together worshiping. Can I get a big eight and a big amen? We should be together because it is a big deal to God. Amen? 
How many of you feel better when you come to the house of God the first of the week in worship? Amen? The third thing I wrote down, the first of the month or the first of the week, I'm going to tithe. I mentioned this just a little bit last week, but I, I believe it's very important, it's very biblical that God will bless you in your tithes and your offering. Giving is part of our worship. Can get a little quiet in here. Amen. Giving is part of our worship. It's the first fruit of what God has asked us to do. If we want, listen church, if we want the favor of God on our finances, how many want the favor of God on your finances? Come on, let me say it again. How many of you want the favor of God on your finances? Amen. Well, the way we get the favor of God on our money, on our finances, is that we give and tithes and offerings. Okay? That's not a, that's not a pastor's, uh, I'm just delivering the message this morning, okay? Uh, this is biblical that when you give and tithes and offerings, God's gonna do what? God's going to bless. Leviticus chapter 27 verse 30 says, a tenth of everything from the land. How much? Well, that was quiet. How much? Uh, well, 99.9.9 do. How much does he say? Ten percent. A tenth of everything from the land, whether grain from soil or fruit from the trees belongs to the Lord. And it says, you know what? That 10% is holy unto God. So it sounds like it's a big deal to God what belongs to God. Let me say that again. It's a big deal to God what belongs to God. And 10%, the Bible says, belongs to the Lord. For me to give God the first 10% of my income first before I pay my bills, before I pay anything, the 10% belongs to the Lord. Now, maybe you might ask me, you might say, Pastor, that means i got to rearrange some things in my life to do that. You know, Pastor, i got to rearrange some things in my life. Uh... I got Starbucks, I got more clothes, I got, uh, I want my new gun, my fishing rod, I want, and then when I get, you, that's why it's called first things first. That's why it's called the first principle. Because God says if you put me first, then I'm going to put your finances, what? First, I love this passage of Scripture. It says, you must each decide in your heart. It's a heart matter if you're going to obey the principle of first. 2 Corinthians 9-7 says this in the Message Bible. I like this. A stingy planter gets a stingy crop. Lavish planter gets a lavish crop. I want each of you to take plenty of time to think it over and make up your own mind what you will give. That will protect you against sob stories and arm twisting. God loves it when the giver delights in His giving. So what's that saying? It seems you decide in your heart, within your heart, if you're going to be a giver. 
Okay? You decide within your heart if you're going to be a lavish gift. If you love to give. I don't know how many of you, but I love to, I love to give. Amen? I was at the, uh, I don't know, I was in line at a McDonald's somewhere. I thought, I thought well, I'll pay for somebody. It's just, this was just little. I'll pay for somebody's uh, uh, breakfast or lunch. I can't remember. That's behind me. And so I get a little something. It wasn't, it wasn't much. And so uh, their bill was like 25 or 30 bucks. And I how many kids do they got? How many Happy Meals do they need? How many kids is in this car? Thinking that maybe their bill would only be six or seven dollars, you know? Really, my heart wasn't given to whatever I wanted to give. I opened it was a little, right? God said, I want you to be a lavish giver. And I want you to do it from the heart. Amen. I, I want you to do it from your heart. That nobody's pushing you. Nobody, if, if someone would get up here and say, you know, we're getting ready to do something here at the church and it's going to cost XYZ dollars and God wants your heart to be, you know what? He wants you to settle it in your heart already if you're going to give or not to give. There's some people here that if I would get up and say that right now, they say, Pastor, I'm ready to give wherever I need to give. I'm going to give. And there's others that's already decided in your heart it doesn't matter who says anything, you're not going to give. That's what God says. Go ahead and decide in your heart if you're a giver or not a giver that nobody can pull on you. That nobody can pull strings because if they can get it out of you by pulling, you're not doing it from the you're not doing it from the heart. So I don't know about you, but I want to give be a giver that when God touches me, He says, I want you to give here. I want you to give there. I want you to give here. I want you to give there. That I am in my heart ready to give. Because then I don't have to worry about God blessing me and putting the favor of God on me because when I'm obedient in my giving, He already favors my giving and favors whatever God is going to give back to me. Can you say amen? Uh, That's good anyway. Amen. Can you say amen? And the first thing that we should do is at the first of the year, and that's what we're going to start doing, we should fast at the first of the year. People fast for many different reasons. They fast for uh, someone sick and they've been praying for them and they want to see them healed. They uh, fast for, uh, uh, Pastor Steve's then made reference to this, if they've got a big decision to make. They fast to, uh, to seek more clarity from God. Others fast because they want to feel God's presence more in their life. How I many you want to feel the presence of God more in your life? Uh, some people fast because they want God just to set their heart on fire. They want God to set their heart on fire for the things of God. All through Scripture, we see fasting. Remember, Moses fasted for 40 days and he received the Ten Commandments from God. That was a big deal. Amen? Uh, Elijah went up on the mountain encountering God after a fast for 40 days. Jesus Himself fasted in the desert for 40 days. Matthew chapter 17 and verse 14 and 21 says this, And when they were come to the multitude, there came to Him a certain man kneeling down to Him and saying, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is a lunatic, sore vexed, for oftentimes he falls in the fire and into the water. And I brought him to the disciples and they cannot cure him. 
And when Jesus answered and said, O faithless, perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him hither to me. And Jesus rebuked the devil and he departed out of him. And the child was cured from that very hour. Then the disciples came to Jesus and they were apart and said, Why could we not cast out this devil? And Jesus said unto them, Because of your unbelief. Let's say that together. Because of your unbelief. For verily I say unto you, if you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, you shall say unto this mountain, remove hence to yonder place, and it shall be removed, and nothing shall be impossible unto you. When we spend time fasting and praying, I believe that we can say with our lips, nothing is impossible for me. So I'm excited about going into this time of prayer and fasting. Here's the point. There are some things that will happen when you don't fast. But there's other things that will not happen that will not happen unless you fast and pray. Let's say that together. Unless you fast and pray. Prayer and fasting, I love this, prayer and fasting builds your spiritual belief system to believe God for miracles in your life. Let me say that again. What does fasting do? And what does prayer do? And bringing fasting and prayer together, it builds your belief system in you to believe God for miracles in your life life. And we're going to fast and pray for the next seven days. And I changed it up just a little um, little different this year. And so we're going to take seven days of fasting and praying uh, in the next seven days. And then we're going to go for another four months. And then we're going to take another days, another seven days to fast and pray. And then we're going to go like for another four months and we're going to take another seven days to fast and pray. So they're doing just the 21 day of prayer and fasting. Now we're going to split it up out through the year. And I'm believing and I'm going to be asking God to work miracles in our lives. And I believe if we'll take this fasting and prayer very seriously, that God is going to do great things. But we got to fast and we're going to pray to build our belief system up for the miracles that we want God to do in our life. Now, you have to decide what you feel like God wants you to fast. Some of you are has to take medicine, so you have to eat at certain times of the day. Then you need to continually do that. Okay? Don't completely go cold turkey. Some of you can Go for a day and completely fast and drink nothing but water. Some will maybe go and uh, eat just supper or uh, they'll eat breakfast and dinner and, and skip supper. Do it however. Some will do that and they're going to say, you know what, I'm going to fast multimedia. I believe that is a great thing, right? I believe all of us need to get off of that phone some. Amen? 
and getting off of some of the some of that stuff and clear our clear our mind and say, Lord, I'm I'm, I'm getting away from everything that I can get away from. I'm getting away from everything that I can get away from. And for the next seven days, for the next seven days, I'm going to seek your face. For the next seven days, I love what Isaiah says in Isaiah chapter 58, 8 and 9. It says that when you fast, when you've made up your mind that you're going to fast, expect results. Expect God to do something. When you pray and fast, expect God to do something. Now, if you go into seven days of prayer and fast, well, I'm not for sure that all you're doing is going hungry. Okay? But when you go into the next seven days of prayer and fasting, expect when you start this, expect God to do something great. How many of you already have been praying for God over just through the weeks of God to do something you've not got a breakthrough yet? You're not got a breakthrough yet, but how many you believe your breakthrough's coming? Whether it's healing, whether it's a relationship, I could go on and on and on and on. But through this seven days of prayer and fasting, let's, re- let's expect results that God, if you need healing in your body, you're going to heal me. If I need a relationship healed, you're going to do that. If you need to touch my mind, you're going to do that. If you need to put a relationship back with your children or, or whatever it may be, your work, you got need clarity, whatever it is in your life, I believe God is going to do it, right? Expect in this last verse as they come, uh, as the worship team comes. Isaiah chapter 58 and verse 8 and 9 says this, this, after you fast and after you pray, I love this verse, it says, then your light will break forth like the dawn. Oh, I love this. Then your light will break forth like the dawn. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna adopt this verse the whole time I'm fasting and praying. I'm gonna read this over and over again. Isaiah chapter 58, 8 and 9, and it's in the new, uh, it's in the NIV version. It says, Then your light will break forth like the dawn. And your healing will quickly appear. Then your righteousness will go before you and the glory of the Lord will be your rear guard. Then you will call. Then you'll call through fasting and prayer. Then you'll call and the Lord, He's going to answer. And you're going to cry for help. He's going to say, here I am. Let me. Can I read that one more time? This is Isaiah 58, 8 and 9. This is when you fast, when you pray, when you take it seriously before God. And when you try your best to shut everything out that you can shut out. We have to go to work. We have to make a living. We have to come and go and understand that. There's times this coming week that maybe you can just slip off just pray a little bit here and then get up in the morning early and pray and make sure you're praying before you go to bed and you're just spending more time in the presence of God while you're fasting. And God's going to hear your prayers. He says, then your light's going to break forth like the dawn. Maybe you're here this morning and you're, you're hurt. 
you got something going on in your life that it's just not broke through yet. It seems like it's a wall every time you try. You're praying and you're praying and you're praying. You still have not heard the voice of God. Don't give up. Keep praying. Start fast. Mix your fasting with your prayers. Don't give up. God is speaking through the prophet Isaiah that had to fast and pray. Then your light's going to break forth like the dawn. Amen? And your healing will quickly appear. Then your righteousness will go before you. And the glory of the Lord is going to be your rear guard. Devil, I want you to hear this. I want the enemy to hear this. The glory of the Lord. Say the glory of the Lord. Let's say it. Come on. The glory of the Lord is going to be your rear guard. Let's say it again. The glory, the glory of the Lord is going to overshadow you. And then you're going to you're going to call. You're going to call upon me. Listen, church. I know you can't figure it out. I got something in my life I'm trying to figure out. I have something in my life that that, that has me up at early in the morning and it had me balled up in a ball crying out to God the other night. But can I tell you that when we fast and when we pray, then you'll call upon God and the Lord's going to answer. You're going to cry for help and He will say, here I am. Here I am. I'm right here. I was here all the time. You couldn't feel me. You couldn't hear me. You couldn't see me. And I know it felt like I was so far away. He said, I was here all the time. I was here all the time. I know somebody's here this morning that you don't feel like God is here. I come to just, if I didn't tell you anything else this morning, you get anything out of this message, please take Isaiah 58, 8 and 9 and read it over and over and over again till it gets in your spirit. I don't know about you, but I feel like that if we will just rededicate these first principles in our life this coming year, we're going to see we're going to see God move in a mighty way in our life. Amen. Let's stay and praise God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Y'all sing in the background. Father, we thank you this morning, Lord. Oh, let's sing this together. Hallelujah.
church. Let's get our hands in the air. Let's worship before we leave. Oh, hallelujah. Come on, church. Let's sing this out. Oh, I feel the presence of the Lord this morning. Oh, hallelujah. scripture to someone before we leave this morning. It's Philippians chapter 4 and verse 6 and 7 if you want to write it down. Do not be anxious. Anxious means worry, uneasiness, nervousness, uncertain outcome. It says don't be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer, and I'm going to add fasting. Let your petitions be known with thanksgiving, presenting your quest before God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you this morning. If you're here this morning, you, I can't leave without asking this question. You say, Pastor, with every head bowed and every eye closed, there's moments that God picks out in church services that He just don't want you to skip by. Then you're here and you say, Pastor, I've got a, I've got a hurting heart right now. Please, every head bowed and every eye closed. You got a hurting heart right now. You say, there's one back there. Amen. Hallelujah. There's another one. There's another one. You say, I've got a, I'm going through something right now and I've got a hurting heart right now. Amen. Thank you, ma'am. Wow. Thank you, young man. Praise the Lord. Father, I pray this morning. You're a faithful God. He says in Isaiah chapter 144, verse 2, I will not fear. You are with me. You're my fortress. You're my high tower. You're my refuge. You're my strength. You said in Psalms, God, that I shall live and not die and declare the works of the Lord. Jesus, you said you are our great physician. For by your blood, you have victory over sickness and disease. 
Father, we make this declaration of peace this morning over these hurting hearts this morning that you are the peacemaker. God, you're going to take care of whatever. No matter, no matter how young or how old, you're going to work in their lives, God. Lord, may you keep them and may your face shine upon them for you're the giver of every perfect gift of life. And God, we ask you to bless us. We ask you to keep us. We ask that your face shine upon us. And God, we just worship you and ask you to prosper us in mind, serious, fold, and body. And in Jesus' name we pray. Can you say amen this morning? How many of you glad you come to church this morning? Amen. It's a little windy and cold out there, but how many of you glad you come to the house of God this morning? Amen, amen, and amen.